Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. During a small period of peace, two Hussites have decided to join a caravan traveling to the Hussite bastion of Tabor. By accident, they have found the remnants of an unholy text and have suffered ever since. Join them as Brother Jan, played by Chris, and Sir Reinhard, played by Craig, walk on the edge of damnation, with Slavic as the storyteller. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to chapter four, or session two, of our Inferno Chronicle. This chronicle will take off after the last session, where our two, well, very different people got into the city of Tabor, and unfortunately they brought with them two uninvited guests riding with them. Now, unfortunately... Sir Reinhardt's loyal squire has perished at the hands of the Hussites during the journey, and he is right now dictating a letter to Father Thomas, his confessor, to send back home, if you will, Sir Reinhardt. A letter from Sir Reinhardt Malakov, son of Matthias of Morovia, a household knight in service to his brother, Sir Matthias Malakov of Morovia. God be praised, good Christians. I long for a time when justice reigns supreme, emblazoned by the teachings of the sacred Christ and his eminence, Pope Martin V. While this would typically be a matter of royal justice, the untimely loss of the good king, his royal majesty, Wenceslas IV, the land has been passing lawless and without proper guidance. I must now dictate my cartel defiance against the heretic Hussites of Bohemia, and especially those of the caravan of Brokop of Tabor and his Jewish usurer. For under their protection, Peter, son of Sir Hans of Morovia, and my esteemed squire, was suffered to be drawn upon a tree by the Hussite heretics until death, under the direction of the scarred heretic, who preached Satan's lies to his flock but hours before Peter's martyr. I call upon all allies of the one true church to anon and denounce the brothers of Tabor and the villainy they harbor and cleanse them of their iniquities. Lay siege to their hearts, for they will not take up the hue and cry of the Lord's commandments. This abjuration comes not out of malice of the heart, but of my desire that jurisdiction of the road not be relegated to the peasant courts. In his Jesus' name, Sir Reinhard. This letter was penned by Father Thomas of Pavia. Copies of this letter have been sent via courier to Sir Hans, Sir Matthias, His Eminence, Pope Martin V, the Margravate of Morovia, and posted at the office of the Bailiff of Tabor. Uh, I'll make sure this gets to the right place post-haste. Make sure to get some good rest, son. I will, Father. I, I, I thank you I thank you ever so much for the service you do me and the church as well. Um, perhaps a copy to His Eminence, uh, Pope Martin, would be wise as well. I will try my best, though. Uh, I do not have much influence in Rome. Yes, but I do believe that um, Father Church uh, deserves to be apprised of this situation. And at this point, uh, Sir Reinhardt produces like a massive chunk of uh, coin that he received uh, from the the caravan leaders and uh, gives it to 
Father Thomas. Right. <sighs> well then, I shall depart. Have a nice evening, and it's a shame about Peter. He was a nice boy. Yes, bless his heart and bless your travels, Father. I will be then on my way, and he goes, and he, you hear him mumble something to Emily, the lady of the house. It's getting pretty late. Is there anything you want to do before you go to sleep, Sir Reinhardt? Well, I'm probably fed already, but um, Sir Reinhardt's thinking to himself, um, where in this wretched city is he ever going to find a replacement for the meantime? Because, I mean, hell if he's going to be cooking his own meals, mending his own clothes, taking care of the horses, that's kind of below him. He actually might um, go downstairs and uh, seek out uh, Emily to see if uh, she knows of any, like, local orphans or something who could use a job. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you say that because one of the uh, Hussite faction is actually called the orphans. <laughs> but she does mention that there's, there's many orphanages if you want to go that way. You know, people who died in the war and whatnot. But if you want to have a squire with, of well, at least some standing, then you'd probably have to go outside the city just because there'd probably be no Catholic squires here. Yeah, um, Sir Reinhardt um, probably figures um, he'll be appointed another one in due time, but it's going to take a long time to even figure out that Peter right. died. So this like a interim replacement. So Fair enough. Uh, he'll, make, he'll make plans the, the following day to visit one of these orphanages to you know take a likely lad off their hands. Okay, then. Then, as you go to your bed, you close your eyes, your thoughts on your dead squire, on the message, and what's going to happen next, you begin having a strange dream. Hagalas, tell us what this dream is. So it begins with a uh, almost uh, Italian like landscape, you know, full of vineyards and wine. And so he first, when he dreams, he, th- he thinks that, you know, this could, it seems like he's on a, almost like a road to Rome-ish. And he finds that instead of walking towards it, he's walking away from it. But he finds that the further and further he gets from the, uh, from the Roman city, it, it, the, the landscape becomes even more richer. And he sees like off of this, it's like this great palace waiting for him there in the opposite direction. And he finds that the closer and closer he gets, the more magnificent it seems. Then eventually he just starts like, and like he sees like you know people walking in the other direction like towards the towards Rome and they look scarred and disfigured and they're you know trying to drag him back but he just pushes past them. Ah, uh, this yes, Reinhardt, what do you feel about this? So Reinhardt's a bit confused. Um, at first, he probably thinks that this the magnificence of this city stems from its proximity to Rome, but uh, he's kind of confused as though it's like well he just left the best city how could there be another best city just right next door dude? and there's a bunch of like like invalids kind of making their um, shambled way over he doesn't want to be like next to them he's he's better than them they yeah I, he can see why they would want to go to rome perhaps like the uh religious um, fervor of the city will heal them but he he's a bit confused but um, he he'd ca- he would cautiously approach this new city and like try to investigate its wonders. All right. So within the city, he sees like the uh, some of the invalids are trying, like scrabbling at the doors, trying to say, trying to you know bang on the door, saying, "You owe us you know tithes and taxes for absolution." 
and they're trying to they're acting like you know Catholic priests would, and it's like it's almost like a twisted version of it. Like they're trying to get stuff out of the uh, people there, but they're just being pushed away. They're shunned, and so it, the further and further he sees the more decrepit and like almost like demonic the cat the uh, the invalids start to look as they try as they get more and more like some of the, the clothes start to like morph into like the ragged robes of like priests and bishops he might have seen once. And so what's your reaction to that? Reaction's probably that of fear. Um, like, he's probably not sure um, if these people robbed priests and then donned their clothing in some sort of mockery, or they are, like, fallen priests. <sighs> yeah, he, it's, it's confusion. It's probably a little bit of fear as well. To, he's not sure if he should um, flee to, for shelter um, amongst his faith or try to, like, leave the area altogether. Is there some sort of uh, role he, um, I can make to kind of figure out how he's being influenced? Sure. Let me see here. Okay, so I think this would be a wits plus either occult or religion. All right. Um, and is um, is difficulty still eight or? Yeah, it's all. It's the classic new world of darkness one. There's okay. Eight. So um, passing this role would represent which side? Passing this role would uh, make you aware that something isn't right. Okay. Zero successes. So Reinhardt is uh, really confused what's going on and starts um, muttering uh, a lantern incantation um, for protection. And he's probably rooted to the spot trying to hide from all these invalids. Right. As you sort of are muttering your incantation in your dream, Belvis, you notice... Another is trying to influence Sir Reinhard, another of your kind. Do you wish to do something about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I don't want to mess with that. Uh, it's not in my interest to mess with it. Right. But there is one advantage that you come to it. For this short while, you can communicate with Hagalas. Hagalas. Hmm. Yeah, you also know, realized about the that there is another presence within Sir Reinhardt. All right, so I'm going to, you know, well away from the uh, dream Reinhardt, he's going to, like, sort of reach out to the other presence. Is it, are you another of my kind? I just thought the same. How rare it is to see another one of us at this time. It's been too long. Have you, so this is your mortal you've, cla- you've been bonded to? Yes, just recently uh, he managed to drag me out of a book of sorts. The same happened to me just recently. Ah. Hmm. So it seems I asked him, and he seems that to have no recollection of it himself. I cannot see it in his mind. It seems the third party arranged for our escape. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain how that worked out, but it might have been just our wish for freedom manifesting. Perhaps. Perhaps. So I am here on a mission. I have been tasked by my host to convert yours from his Catholicism to the uh, more more widespread local faith. Can you assist me? Well, I think this is going to be quite a difficult task. Zealot, is he? Oh, I think he he takes much pride and pleasure in his position, which is very tightly linked with, with his faith. In fact, faith, honestly, just seems like such a 
nuisance. It is. It is. Still, they cling to their shamans and their wise men. It's it's irrelevant. Just see. We. I am trying to see if he can. We can prove to him that temptation and succor can be found outside of his teachings. That even without what he he can take what he wants, even without his teachings and faith. Tell you what, for now, I will try to convince him that he has become a prophet. Mm. Oh, oh that, that might conflict with my hosts, a eh? man. Oh, he is nasty. Oh. He is, uh, I have to admit, dealing with zealots such as him are an unpleasant task. He thinks I be some kind of Spanish whatever that is, um, seems to have uh, a country that emerged during our sleep and that I am some tool of theirs. That's unusual. What is normal in the minds of these men? Few things are, but I'm willing to entertain the idea of changing this, this knight's faith. Glad to hear it. Who is your host, by the way? He is called Brother Jan. Oh, right. So there already is some conflict between the two. That's unfortunate. I apologize. It wouldn't be the first. I just hope that we shall not have to restrain our hosts till they come to blows. That would be irritating. Quite so, yes. So, we're on to business then. We shall try to remain in contact. Yes, it seems that uh, during sleep is a good... Is a good option? Yes, the mind is so open during sleep. I shall keep that in mind. You should. So, farewell, and I shall leave you to your business. Very nice meeting you. As you. And with that, Sir Reinhardt, you wake up. <sighs> um, Sir Reinhardt uh, looks around and makes sure that he's in the right spot, and he starts an absolute mind feeling for his dagger. <sighs> Everything seems to be... All right with the room, though you feel as though you can see two figures conversing right in the corner of your eye. But as you turn to look there, they disappear. I blink my eyes a few times just to kind of make sure that um, things are well enough. And when I'm sure I'm alone again, I slide the dagger back into the sheath um, on the floor next to the little trundle bed. Uh, I get up and uh, look for something to drink, find a water skin nearby and fill up the cup that I had taken from the monastery a few nights before and drink some water, kind of wash away some of the sleep. Right. You notice that it's almost dawn. Could be you're not really sure what time it is, but it could be between four or five. Mm. Uh, well, Sir Reinhardt is probably sure that he's not going to fall back asleep after um, such nightmares as that. So he's going to go to the window, get on his knees and say a few Hail Marys. And I, he, he feels a little bit um, more comforted about from that. But yeah, there's there's no going back to sleep for him. <laughs> So he'll probably bring out one of the books um, that Father Thomas um, was holding for him and try to struggle with his Latin letters. And as you do your morning routines, Brother Jan, tell me, where did you sleep? Where do you stay? I stayed on the street with the people. I found an alleyway where the poor and the decrepit slept, and I decided to lay my head with them, the flock. Okay, then. 
you wake up, you know, the sounds of the street, of people walking from here to there. You can sort of, uh, you shoo away a rat uh, that's trying to nibble at your boot. And, you know, you see that it left a small hole there. And you wake you wake up there among the poor. Spaniard Tool, are you with me now? I think I'm ahead. As always and forever. I grab the rat that's by my foot that's been like chewing on the sole of my foot with my hand. And I kind of just put it both my hands. You see this before to me, Spaniard? You Roman papacy demon you? You see this? I see this, yes. Yes. Just like you, this rat can be taught sometimes to do things. I have seen young children who have taught rats like this to chase after cheese, to carry notes back and forth, to sometimes go and scare old ladies and the rich. And just like this rat, you Roman fool, you nip at my foot. And just like this rat, you think because I look down upon me and I decide to acknowledge it exists that somehow you are more powerful than you actually are. The thing is, demon, Satan spawn, I am armed with the holy might of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And just like I do to this rat, I squeeze my hand together and snap its neck and throw it on the ground. I shall do to you once you have served all purpose. And I get up and I kind of like stretch, yawn a little bit, rub the scar on my face. I'm seeing if anyone's looking at me right now. There's a couple of people, but no one's really paying mind to you. You have uh, simple clothing. So, and, you know, you look like generally someone who lives on the street. And I assume that you haven't washed or anything. So probably sm- uh, smell, not more than the usual person. Usually probably washed like once a month or something. But you still have like a dirty face and everything. I'm going to look to see if there is... Uh, let's say early adult, male or female, that is around me right now. Okay. Yeah, there is. There are actually quite a lot of younger people there, but if you see about two youngish people, uh, two men sleeping off probably some booze by the look of it, off in the alley near you. I see a pile of vomit there. I'm going to step over to there. I'm just going to stand and look down at the two. I'm going to look... Over both what do you want? Get up, brother. Jesus Christ's kindness has shined upon you today. Come, uh, get up. Leave me the hell alone, you prick. I like squat down. I look at him. Do you need food? Are you hungry? You look yeah. hungry. Come with me. Today I shall feed you. I shall give you shelter. And we shall clean you up. Come. Who the hell are you? My name is Brother Jan. I serve yeah. the cause. It is my job as a shepherd of Jesus' people and his flock to help those like you. I cast no judgment on where you are now. I simply want to give you a moment of comfort this morning and give you food in your... I can give him more than a moment. I say in my head for a second, I said, no. You see, I don't need your assistance to help with the flock. If you want to truly show you're used to me, fight your master. Fight Satan in the Roman church. Weaken those that serve it in the area. Then we shall talk. But to help my brothers and my sisters that are in need, it is not me who has put this man in his place. It is the Roman church and their taxes and how they charge simply for Jesus' forgiveness. It is because of you for putting the temptation in front of their faces to waive the ease and the laziness 
and the easy comfort like you try to with me be gone. And I look at the man. I offer my hand. Come with me, brother. We shall get you food. He, he sort of takes your hand and says, uh, Oh, okay. My name is Franta, by the way. Nice to meet you, Franta. I slowly get him up and I pat him on the shoulder to lead him out of the alleyway. Tell me, Franta, why are you here now in this alleyway, lying in your own stupor? Well, I just found some good pooch, you know? Something we pilfered back uh, from this Catholic village when we, you know, went down there to convert them a couple weeks ago. Been saving this for a special occasion. Still seems visibly drunk. Ah, so you fight for the cause, do you, Brother Franta? Yeah, I was a soldier. Why and was? You kind, of, you kind of see him walking with a limp. Mm-hmm. So was and I. You see his leg is actually, you see that there is a wound there that has gone gangrenous. I too was a warrior, brother. As you can see on my face, it is hard for me to remember back then, for it was not too long ago. But I know since then I have served my life and my purpose to the Lord, as you have. Brother, your leg, how long has that been going on? For some time, I've been, uh, I was talking to the butcher. He said, the surgeon butcher, he told me, he told me he's going to cut it off. Uh, he's going to do it today. And he sort of starts shaking. Brother, there's no need to shake. The Lord has put you in my path for a reason. I am going to take you to people that I believe will give you the best treatment. And if they do take your leg, you will have service and always a job with me. Do not let my clothing and my demeanor right now, my outward appearance, fool you for my lot in life. We will postpone breakfast for now. I will take you to people of influence. We will get you fixed. Can any man truly fix him by this point? Yes. Therefore, yes, he can. I have seen many wounds over the years. What? Caused that is by... not treatable by man. Have you seen the main wound that you probably witnessed over these years? The wound that the death and sacrifice of Jesus Christ caused that forgave us for all of our sins? The one ultimate wound where he laid upon that cross while the Roman scum that you serve now Pontus Pilate did nothing? That is the only wound because the blood of Jesus heals. So you're saying that man's leg is fine and the infection throbbing through his veins is immaterial? No. I say that I will take him to men of influence in the city and I will get him fixed. I have seen even the best surgeons, the ones who truly know medicine from the wise times, even they would look at this leg and say, it cannot be fixed, and they would just cut it to save the rest of the man. You know but that? you, you can do it. You know what's funny? You can lay your hands upon him like your idol, Jesus, and take away the take away the pain. It's take funny. Away the wound. You never cease to amaze me, demon. Here, I never knew that the dirty Romans could read the future too. And I like walk forward with this man. Storyteller, can I use mixture, I guess, of my fame along with my four in politics, church politics, Mm -hmm. to see if I can know of someone, not saying they know me, I'm just saying know of someone of rather powerful influence in the city that is tied to the Hussite cause? I suppose you might know some influential 
town council members, something to that accord from like the church or, or like the faith side. For sure. More. I would like to go to one. If I need to roll, you can, I'll roll. If, if I need to roll. No, I think you not. just know them. That's, that's okay. Okay. Like, so I'm uh, going to go to one. Probably going to roll once you actually meet them. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take this man to one. Am I, I'll, I'll, I could tell you my, what my plan is now, or once we get there, I can tell you what my plan is. What's your call? I guess it's both the same. Oh, yeah. Sure, go ahead. Well, let's play this out. I'll just go and I'm going to go to one. Okay. I'm going to go knock on the door of the residence or go to their guards. You know a councilman by the name of Rudolph. And Rudolph, he's sort of influential guy. You know that he's a very faithful man. He preaches a lot, but you know that he also indulges a lot in like good food, wine, something like that. So you've been trying to sort of talk to him a lot, trying to put him on the strength and narrow, straight and narrow, but it's a sort of shaky business. But you know, he likes you to a certain extent. To the extent that anyone can really like someone like my guy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go and knock on the door of his residence. So you actually uh, walk there with Franta and uh, you have to go through a sort of courtyard there of the townhouse uh you notice that you are starting to get looks from people especially with a cripple you're walking with so did jesus when he walked so did jesus as you go towards the door a sort of mayordomo or a servant there he just goes to you like go away we don't accept beggars here go tell brother rudolph that brother jan has returned and i'll forget these words that you speak to me brother (laughs) Why should I go bother Master Rudolph? Because I am a spiritual guide of Master Rudolph. I am a martyr for the cause. I'm the one who speaks to those who fight for the freedom to get them to rid us of the Catholic curse. You dare question me while I'm here with a brother who risked his life for your freedom to get him better? Presence plus intimidation. Okay, definitely. One success. Uh, Wait, ones don't cancel out, do they? Or do they do cancel out? What's that? No, they, they don't. So he sort of uh, scowls at you and uh, walks back into the house. And after a moment, he comes back and says, you may come in. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And I pat him on the shoulder. And I generally hold no grudge against this guy. I'm not like gloating that like I'm to do it. I warmly smile to him as I walk in with brother Franta. I love that name, Franta. Brother Franta. Yeah, the long version is actually Frantischek, and the German version is Franz. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so you go there, you go upstairs into the sort of place where uh, the councilman accepts his guests, and you see that prepared for you are some biscuits, something to eat, and some beer to drink. Brother, please, my motion to Franca to partake. As I'm waiting for my friend to come by. You see that Franta is is really confused at this point. You know, what the hell is happening here? It's never been in a house this expensive, probably. I look at him and I'm like, Franta, once we get you back to capable standards, you'll be around stuff like this. Grow used to it, for God has chosen you today. Yes, uh, yeah, brother Jan, I don't know what to say. Don't say anything. Bask in the glory that is Jesus Christ and our cause. I sip some of the beer as I'm waiting for 
Rudolph Wait. for about three more minutes before Rudolph walks in. He's a portly man in his early 40s. He has quite expensive clothing, but you're pretty sure that before the war, he wouldn't be able to afford this. Probably something uh, looted in the war or some such. And he, he sort of spreads his arms wide and says, Jan, my friend, I've not seen you for such a long time. Off again crusading, are you? Off again, brother, simply sharing the word of your good work and the cause. I see the cause has been bringing you much comfort lately. It has, it has, and you know how it is. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he looks after his own. He sort of bows deeply. Hmm. And who have you brought with uh, with you? This is Brother Franco. Franco. Sort of, sort of just bows to him, not sure what to say at all. Brother Franca here, Rudolph, much like you, has fought for the cause. But unlike you, I look around this large house, I look down at his leg, his reward has been much different. I see. Here's what I need from you, Brother Rudolph. I need you, from the confines of your heart, fueled by the Holy Spirit, to find this man a surgeon the best in the city, with their influence. And I need that done now, post-haste. This man needs to be looked at. Jan, Jan, you know the surgeon is busy. There are half a, half a dozen men. He's, they're on his table right now. I'm looking at him, clenching my jaw. I look at the table. What's this table like that the food is on? Uh, I'd say it's like a solid oak table. Is it one I could lift up, like, with, you know, like flip over? You could flip it over. Okay. Yeah. I look at him, clench my jaw, and I turn at the table, and I just fucking flip that table, lift it up, and I start screaming, you tell me, brother, that this surgeon is too busy, yet what are you doing with your time? You sit here lavishly drinking beer and eating biscuits while that man is trying to fix the people who do not get these rewards you get? How we not pass this part of your life? Is this why I wasted my time talking to you, brother? What makes you any different right now than the Catholics? That Pope with that crown of jewels that sits on that throne. I need a surgeon. I need a good one now. And I need this man looked at. I need this much more than I need these biscuits and beer that you leave for me. Or the scrutiny of your servant who judges me by the dirt on my face. I thought we were past that. In 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. You see Rudolph first go red in the face, you know, slowly changes from red to purple, boiling angrier, but he's also ashamed because he sort of knows you're right. He says, and this isn't just for appearances. I've been giving to the poor much of what I have. How do you know you trust him? I ignored the demon and I look at Rudolph. I simply ask, why this man deserves the attention of the surgeon more than another. I am not saying that, brother. You want to know where I found this man? Ask me, Brother Rudolph, where I found this man. Where have you found him? I found him in the alleyway, lying in his own puke. And the first thing he tells me when he awakens is that today his leg is scheduled to be sawed off because it is gangrenous. You served the Lord in the cause. This man served the Lord in the cause. Why is he sleeping in his puke? Why I have chosen the path I have chosen to s- sleep amongst the sheep, to guide them to salvation, 
But this man did not choose that path. Yet the same actions that you took have led him there while they have led you here. I do not say one man is better than another. For the fact, I say the opposite. What I simply say is help this man. Get him looked at. Use that influence and these riches that you have gained and help him. For that, you will be helping me too because this man will serve me. Will help bring more over to our cause. Will help win over more like you. You are the tool of the Lord. Just like the Lord said, the Lord said that men will you be used as weapons and will smite nations in his name. You are that, Rudolf. This man is that. Help me, Rudolf, by helping him. I'll see what I can do, but yeah, please, at least clean this up. I'll help you. Yes, I will clean up my mess. I do not expect no man to clean it up. But you have to understand you're a very strong man, Rudolph. And you still have the sin of pride. And to bust through that sin and to bust through that armor you put around you, drastic actions like this must happen. I motion towards the mess. And you say he is blinded by pride? You might have been blinded by wrath. In teaching this man, trying to teach your friend a lesson, you might be neglecting to help the man you you brought off the streets. You have wasted time yelling at him when he could be, you could spend time treating him. Again, all you have to do is simply allow me to l- lend you my power and he will be healed. Brother and now Rudolph. that I've seen him, I know, I know, if he is treated by the man- hands of a man, he will not live. Do you want to see another innocent slip through your fingers as the squire did? So many innocents you could be saving with your hands. So many. Think of the converts who, of how, of the example you set. You set an example and so many will flock to you. Brother Rudolph, have your personal physician immediately look at this man. I must be updated on his condition. Yes? (sighs) Yes, I'll call for the doctor, though. Have him cleaned, too. I must, I need immediate. You're a soldier. Jan. Yes. Uh, he's a soldier. Yes. Sort of. You know that once it gets so bad, it's very little even the butcher can do. And what do you think? I whispered, not in the earshot of Franca. Do you think it is too late for him, brother? I think only a miracle of the Lord can save him now. Have him cleaned, please. I must go meditate. And you make your way outside. Sir Reinhardt. As you do your morning routine, Emily, she, the older townswoman, she makes you your breakfast, probably some oatmeal, bread, and the beverage of your choice, alcoholic or otherwise. Good wife, uh, the beer is to my liking. Tell me, when does uh, that orphanage you spoke of, when do they typically uh, rouse? Well, I'm sure that they'll be a They'll be awake by now. They have to take care of the orphans from the war. There's so many, you wouldn't believe. (sighs) War, such a terrible thing. Only wish we could somehow stop all this conflict. Well, with Jesus' blessing, it will be done soon. Mm. She sort of, you know, crosses herself. (sighs) I I nod approvingly. She says, oh, I'll leave you to it, my good sir. But if you need anything about the city, please do tell me. Of course I will. Uh, I, I'm i alone and friendless in this uh, in this town. Um, but if, if you could please give me directions to the bailiff's uh, office. 
she does give you directions to the office and she sort of says, terrible what happened to your squire. Terrible. Yes, uh, those, <sighs> the men leading the, the caravan here, they, they told me that things will be protected Then they couldn't, they couldn't uh, even ensure the protection of those underneath their care and the, uh, the heretics amongst um, the, the caravan, they're just spurred on by this scarred man. I, I don't know what it is, but some some of the simple folk are easily swayed, and I will not see Peter's life wasted in vain. You know who's at fault here, Reinhardt, Sir Reinhardt? Who, good wife? Well, I heard, well, you probably knew that the caravan had Jews in it, right? I heard they kill children. Yes, uh, as they have killed our Lord and Savior. But, I mean, I... I've I've dined with uh, um, Eloise, and he seemed like an upright man despite his failings, but maybe those among him weren't so scrupulous. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They have their little rituals and magic, and that's how they get them, that they use them on those Christian children. Oh, yeah. Can't trust them, Sir Reinhardt. Can't trust them. You know these rituals. Well, I've heard things from the other women in church. What sort of things? What do they say? Well, they say that on their holy days that, well, I've heard that they eat children. Sir Reinhardt swallows really hard and nods his head. Thank you, good wife. Uh, please, please keep your ears open for any more rumors that you might hear. Of course, of course. I'll order more of that beer then. Uh, God be praised, good wife. And um, Sir Reinhardt will finish his uh, breakfast and make his way over to the the orphanage. As you sort of walk through the streets, you notice that the city is still not completely awake. You see a couple of men here and there walking, some beggars already handing out there with their caps, begging for money. And you walk, do you want to go to the orphanage or the bailiff's office first? Yeah, let's go to the bailiff's office first. I, I probably do have um, something to post. Uh, but um, as I'm walking through, I probably should stipulate I'm not like armored up or anything, and probably just have like a like a doublet on. But I am yeah. carrying my sword and um, rondel at my hip because like someone someone my station needs to stand out, right? Of course. So I make my way to the office where the Emily had uh, directed me to. It takes you about 50 minutes. You have to ask directions once or twice, but you do get there, and what you see is a small, disheveled-looking thing, a sort of hut, almost. And, yeah, you're pretty sure this is it. This is how she described it. You can see iron bars on the instead of windows, and uh, it smells something awful. So, uh, Sir Reinhardt prom- probably expected a bit more of a, you know, more prominent building, like a proper rat house um, in a city as large as Tabar, um, and like, even though, like, he probably thought when Emily was giving him, like, the directions that uh, she was just kind of, like, like talking it down a bit. But he's, like, surprised as all um, hell as he arrives here. And it's just a little windowed hut. So um, he'll go and kind of rap on the door. Come in. Uh, so Reinhardt enters. And I look around and kind of take in the surroundings. You see, uh, you're not really sure if this person is old or not, but he sure does look significantly just strange i mean he has warts on his uh 
forehead and a sort of short thinning hair but he seems to have a youthful face it's very strange very uncomfortable almost to look at him and he says what do you want i was told the bailiff of tabor could be found here are you his and he to reinhardt kind of trails off yeah yeah you're talking to him name's jonas um so Reinhardt just kind of gives him a nod, like seeing his physical uh, um, description, it's kind of reminding him of the dream he had the night before and he doesn't want to come any closer. Yes, uh, I believe uh, my my brother had business um, pertaining to your office and Sir Reinhardt will produce like a, a bundle of letters and just kind of like set it down on the table next to him so as not to have to approach any closer. <sighs> What's this? He sort of starts opening the letters, and you find that, interestingly enough, the man can read. Uh, trade agreements from uh, uh, Malakov, mostly letters to be distributed, wills of my brother. Right, right. He sort of mumbles to himself, starts looking through the letters. Anything else? As he's uh, actually, uh, he's, he's seen this man read, and he's kind of like, his courage is sort of um, failing him a little bit to kind of produce his own letter, but uh, it's like, yes, I had uh, I had one more uh, letter to distribute, um, more of a personal matter, but uh, I I believe it's right that it's filed. However, my heart fail um, fails me in the um, in the notion that it would be received well in this city. He sort of looks at your letter and says. Um... Ertigus, I must now dictate my cartel of defiance against the Ertigus sites of Bohemia, especially about those of the caravan of Prokhob of Tower, his Jewish user. <sighs> you think this is a joke? I fear not, um, good man. And Sir Reinhardt kind of, like, seems a little put off by it. Like, it, like the, this is not the sort of person that uh, Sir Reinhardt is normally afraid of, but the, the, the night before really changed how he feels about people looking a certain way. And you sort of uh, see that. He shouts, Wojciech, Maciej, we've got a filthy Catholic in here. And you see that from a sort of back room, two very, very large-looking men out he's like they don't seem very happy and they sort of start circling around you you know trying to block off your exit what is this is there no law in this uh, city at all sir reinhardt um proclaims yeah what was the law when the catholics murdered my son mm. your luck haters your lot did uh, your fair share of murdering <laughs> not enough not on you scum i am a guest in your city and this is how you treat your guests Throw him in jail. Sir Reinhardt, these, these grunts, they are misled by, by demons and devils. Just look at, their, look at their disease in their faces. It's clearly, it's clearly visible. Yes, but what could I possibly do against all of them? I can, I can send them a vision that they're misled. By the power of God, then do so. All right, is that fine, Slavic? <laughs> that is absolutely fine. And let me just check your stats. Which emotion do you think this corresponds with? Would be wrath? Yeah, mostly, I guess. That's not really... Um... It's difficult to say, but yeah, I think yeah. you have mind for anyway. So uh, depending on the 
what you want to do, you can probably do it anyway. Yeah, so I want those three people to have a, a vision. Mm. Basically, what I want uh, to happen is it's still early in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah, it's still early. As they uh, crowd Sir Reinhardt, I want that a golden light is coming through the gated holes in the wall that resemble windows. And I uh, want them to hear the voice uh, of what they will believe is an angel. And it says, do not cause violence to this man. You're of the same faith and this night is a night of your God. Do you want Sir Reinhardt to see this as well? Why not? Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.